Good evening, beautiful people. How are you doing? I trust that you're keeping safe and well. I believe you are because I prayed so. Anyway, we're concluding our last interview with Honorable McCleary this evening, and we're excited to just dive into the show already. So I would not keep you waiting. Enjoy the show. But don't you yeah. think that that is for the purpose of, uh, you know, like so that emotions will not, there will not be tension because most people hear that, okay, for instance, now we've tagged some people, it's actually full and it's a hardest. And then that could instigate someone to say, oh, you people are trying to, you know, instigate, instigate us and all of those things. Don't you think the media is trying to like, you know, manage that type of situation? By just saying that unknown government, do you think it's advisable for them to to use such tactics to to preserve or to mitigate the um, possibility of conflict coming up? Well, I would have followed you in this presumption if mm-hmm. only the narrative of farmer hazard clash would have been also corrected. If the concept of um, unknown gunmen can be corrected if the notion of some people were killed and let's not hear of any other tribe that mm. seemed to have received some special treatment and some favors in Nigeria mm. are not mentioned. Like I, I gave you examples. Yeah. These are all narratives on the Facebook media. You can, you, can, you can do your research. You can follow up on that. You can see them. The ones in the community are not told which tribe. These are the Miango people. Yeah. Everyone knows. If the media wants to report, tell us their tribes, things you know, and they are their ancestral home. Mm. The Fulanese that were killed, of course, they are also human beings. If you don't want to tell us which category of people were attacked, then don't mention it. On the print media, you will see the name of the people. They say the Irigo people killed Fulanese. Okay. But when Fulanese were killed, when the Fulanese, they are on the print media. It's funny because, you know, the notion that we got, except the person who, who reads, you know, deep into the information, the notion that we got is that they were going to the West and like the West was their home or something like that. You know, they were traveling back from Bauchi, like he said, like you rightly said, to back to... Yes, I'm listening, sir. And I have I've tried as much to dispassionately present all these issues because we want real peace, not political peace. Mm. We want peace that lasts. We want people-oriented peace, not print media and social media peace, mm. not peace of, of, of some people. Now, I have a problem with arrests being made, investigations made, and you don't get to hear anything out of it. Mm. If all that the media would do is to notify out how many people have been arrested and then they are paraded, that mm. is social media trial or sure. media trial. Sure. And you don't get to hear about prosecution and the end result. Mm. It does not give a sense of justice. Mm. We don't even know if these, if, if, if the investigations were done professionally or if they were actually properly done or engaged. Mm. We only get to know that if we have some cases of proper conditions and conditions. Mm. Most times when these arrests are done, you find out that the cases are transferred to, to the FCT, Abuja. I understand they may say they don't want, you know, uh, nerves to the strain, they don't want tension and all. Mm. But usually once that is done, the moment an arrest is made, you don't hear anything about it again. Mm. That is not proper reporting. Mm. So it 
media would want to report, let them report from start to finish. But like, do we? Sorry yes. for cutting you, sir. Do we have? Don't we have CSOs in Kisu um, State that could follow this this um, matters up to see to the end, like, okay, what are they doing? How far with the persecution of these people and all of that? We have them, and um, I can tell you for free that virtually everyone now is getting cared of the system and how that citizens are being treated in classes. We mm. have first class citizens, we have second class citizens, we have senior citizens, and the rest of it. You would have followed in the social media and the print media that during the lockdowns of 2020, the entire nation was tied down. Flights were refused ingress and exit. Yet, the federal government kept telling us, we know the killers of Nigeria, of Nigerians, they are foreigners and they are herders. And that's why the concept of this farmer had a clash of coming in. Mm. We have had reports and narratives about benefited attacks where people are said to have been killed in their homes and in their farms on their way to the market and all. And they kept saying, these are foreigners who came in. Mm. Now, for God's sake, Nigeria has the best uh, 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 gorilla fighters. The Nigerian army has been rated the best gorilla fighters, if not in the world. And yet, we are not able to engage people that you have said you know where they are coming from. And we have not had cases of extradition where people have been arrested or sent back to wherever they are coming from or deported by whatever means. Mm. We have not heard of any such report. And yet, we keep hearing the narrative we know where they are coming from. Uh, we know, we know the, the, okay, for instance, about Boko Haram, we know the sponsors of Boko Haram. Government said we know them. We've not seen anyone arrested and prosecuted. <laughs> So when you keep hearing these narratives and you keep hearing coming from government, mm. and we have people who are also in government, like the minister Pantani, who is in government, and he has had series of issues that linked him to either these Taliban or these terrorists, or that he himself has instigated people into the field of terrorism, or had in one way or the other promoted violence. Mm. Then the presidency comes up with a press statement and says the man has apologized. <laughs> you could hear there's a video I saw of a Nigerian army officer who said if there is anybody who is a Boko Haram member who has repented and has turned a new leaf that he is capable to contest for any position in Nigeria including the position of the president mm. now that is a, an officer of the Nigerian army if you begin to hear these narratives then you start asking yourself what do we have left for security mm. What do we have left to look forward to? And that is why, luckily, every state is beginning to clamor for state police. Because it seems as if we have been infiltrated, we have been, we have been invaded, mm. and we don't know what is happening. Within this same period, you see people having uh, seen registration, you see registration going on for, for national identity number, name, yes. and you start seeing yourself, you don't even need to screen them much. All you need to do, if you don't have a birth certificate, is to simply come with a declaration of age. Mm. And that is sufficient for you to go and get registered and have a Nigerian number. And SIM numbers are now registered to synchronize with your name, and that is the end of it. So even the foreigners that have entered, that are supposed to have been deported, or are supposed to have been arrested and prosecuted, for either being strangers that have invaded our privacy without permission, they are now lawfully likely going to be validated as Nigerian. Wow. So the 
the entire system seems no longer working. It seems as if we are just in a society in a banana republic. <laughs> society without definition, society without borders, and the, inter the territorial integrity of Nigeria is not with so, so much security and certainty. Mm. Okay, sir. So I, I actually understand that you also like a consultant in this, in this respect. Um, the government has put in place some certain measures in terms of curfew and some other actions. Have, yes. have this um, been helpful? Of course, the moment you get to have a breakdown of law and order, yes. like the manner we do have um, time to time on the plateau, mm. uh, where you have people in their numbers killed and you do not know where they are coming from, you don't know where they are headed next, and particularly in the terrain where you get to have uh, palpable fear and security report that there is tendency of invasion in some other area. Mm. The next thing you need to do is to stop movement so that you can monitor what is happening. Okay. Coffees are supposed to put civilians locked down and then the security operatives moving roundabout. If there's anyone seen moving within those periods, he can easily be apprehended and he would now be questioned. So the curfews have greatly helped that we have not had the magnitude of casualties that would have been recorded. And if you have followed the cases carefully, you would know that there are areas that have been tagged logo areas within just vicinity. Mm. They are either largely populated by a majorly Christian dominated area or Muslim dominated area. Mm. And wherein, whenever reprisals are being staged, if a Christian is trapped within a Muslim dominated area, it takes God to have good Samaritans, which we have recorded, yes. to rescue you. And if it happens that a Muslim is trapped within a Christian dominated environment, it takes a good Samaritan, it takes God to mm. have raised good Samaritans, like we also have recorded, to rescue you. So mm. you are generally at the mercy of what God will do and mm. good Samaritans that you will be lucky to get to find. Mm. Mm. So placing a coffee within a particular perimeter and within a particular time frame is one key architect uh, uh, design yes. that would usually assist in calming down the rate of casualties. And of course, by the time people are set back, they are out of the environment for a while, nerves begin to come. The nerves begin to come and then you see that the anger subsides gradually and security personnel are able to mop up the remaining that they can, it helps them to quickly make investigation, it helps them also to set up their apparatus to ensure security and peace has been restored by the time people begin to come out. So you have uh, the curfew relaxed gradually, like we had before, 24 hours curfew, mm. just now, and then subsequently we had 6 to 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then gradually we now went back again to 24 hours with the resurgence, <laughs> Then we now had, currently we are on 66. Wow. While in other parts that we are on 66, the, 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 the progress of the calmness has made government to reveal it to 6 to 10 p.m., no longer 6 p.m. Mm. So that is how you keep relaxing until you have total calm. Right. So actually it has helped greatly. And I must um, commend the government of uh, Plateau State under the able leadership of Right Honorable Simon Bakola Long, in as much as I know that there have been several <laughs> um, arguments, but for this, 
I must comment that this was a right step in the right direction. Even though I know how much economic waste and losses we have incurred, but this in the protection of life is worth was was worth the measure. Mm. Okay, so um what do we as citizens in other parts of the country now need to do or need to learn from what's going on in Plato State? How does it affect us? Okay, I wish that this case is a single act happening on the plateau. Mm. Anyone who is a Nigerian or anyone who has followed the news in Nigeria, you would know that virtually every state is a troubled state right now. Sure. And the center no longer can hold mm. to assure the peace, the safety and protection of citizens. Mm. You have had the clamor since the NSAS protest last year, 2020. Mm that states are clamoring for state police. With all the narratives, with all the arguments for and against, which I wouldn't want to engage people, I would have to say that every state should be careful, depending on when it seemed as if it becomes right for your state to become the target of mm -hmm. issues. We hardly have the issue of herder attacking down the east. Mm -hmm. But there actually has been situations, I mean, of, we've heard that over, of recent. Yes, they have, they have, of recent, that's what I, I'm actually taking you there. Okay. That in, 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 in the past, you would hardly hear in, you had in Abia, you hardly heard in Enugu that herders were attacking farmers or that herders were killing people. Yeah. Or that Fulanese were killing people because generally they are the herders. But in recent time, you keep hearing these news virtually every state. In some states, it seems as have this light, and they have they have vowed to take it down. Yes. Benue and Plateau states are clear examples where you have insistent attacks, consistent attacks. Uh, you know, well orchestrated. By the time securities are coming, everyone has, has run away, and the next thing you hear is unknown government. Mm. And you keep hearing these narratives, and people are killed in, in courts. Then you go down the northeast and part of the northwest, and you keep hearing of Boko Haram and Boko Haram and Boko Haram. And you, you wonder what is happening. If they are actually in a particular forest, and we know where the forest is, and we know there are no people living in that forest except these, 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 these marauders. Why not have an airstrike and, and, and neutralize that whole environment? If it is beyond your capacity, why not call the United States of America or some other countries like Israel who can easily come to your rescue because every country in the world is fighting terrorism. Yeah. Boko Haram is a world-renowned terrorist group. They have sleeper cells, they have networks round about the world. But how comes we're not hearing or seeing the government neutralizing the entire, the, the entire areas where they have condoned and have colonized for themselves and they have hosted their flag? Why are we not hearing the government calling for international assistance, which is allowed in international law? You can call for help. If I mean, anyone... You know, yes. sorry for cutting you. I That's mean, it. just what you mentioned now took me, I, I just remember the issue of Afghanistan because that was also more of an, yes, it was an invasion, but eventually turned to intervention. And now they're in a very sorry state. 
So what can you say in view of that? Well, you see, if you allow if you allow crisis, conflict, insecurity to persist, mm. that is exactly what you would get to find. The government has told us before that they know how to end Boko Haram. Mm. The government has told us they know how to end terrorism. The, Boko, the, the government has told us that they know how to engage them. They know how to neutralize them. Sometimes they even give us dates. Within three days, within three weeks, and they keep giving numbers. And at some point, they told us that they have tactically defeated Boko Haram. Mm. Only tomorrow to wake up and discover that they have actually done nothing, or rather, they have given them more strength to proceed. So we have to have government sincere at all levels. Mm. Owning up to your weakness is not failure. Mm. It is a source of strength. Because in the synergy of nations, you can find victory. If Nigeria is the giant of Africa, as we have been called, and we're not able to overcome a local established body like Boko Haram, mm. and yet we feel we are big brothers and we cannot call for help because we are too deep to call for help, mm. then what we have refused to handle will handle us. <laughs> that is exactly the sorry state that Nigeria has found itself. So the, it is time that we begin to call out. It is high time we called out that we get help, the necessary help we need at the necessary time. There are things already on ground. What happens in 2023? That this current administration can hardly argue for a third term. And so technically, uh, the President Muhammadu Buhari would have to vacate office finally. Yes. It is an argument for a third time. We know what had happened or what would have happened if uh, President Ondusegun Obasanjo had insisted on a third time. We saw how it ended. Much more that this particular government that people have lost confidence in because of what has been happening, mm. the, the silence of government, what seems to be a conspiracy of silence, and the selective justice that we've been seeing, selective appointments that we've been seeing, and all of docility that has been exemplified in all ramifications. Yeah. Talking about a third term would be like a declaration of war. The question would now be who comes in next? Yeah. Would it be another person from the north or would it now be the turn for the south? Yeah. And if for the south, who would decide who from the south comes in and which party will flag in the candidate? So these are, the papers are so high. And so I would encourage like I have said, every state to begin to monitor heartily, defend her territorial integrity from every invaders and attackers, mm -hmm. and let everyone in every community and village also become security conscious. Mm -hmm. Not attacking anyone, not harassing people, but defending themselves under the purview of the law of self-defense. Okay, under the purview of the mm -hmm. law. So yeah, while while the center while the center provides a shield and succor generally and cutting across the border. Okay, well I I know that uh, people may have reservations about what um, the international intervention that you talked about, but not to drag this conversation longer. Let's have your final word to everyone out there on the issue of security. Okay, um, peace is everyone's business, as has always been said, and it's true. Yeah. Um, what I need to do, someone else needs to do something. 
and with our collective efforts, if I'm able to keep my house safe, you are able to keep your house safe, every house owner keeps his house safe, the entire society becomes safe. And so we should not raise false alarms. We should not instigate people to violence. We should not give false information to security agencies. Rather, we should give them helpful information and tips. We should not allow things to degenerate before we report them. As it is said, when you see something, you say something. We should imbibe this particular um, 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 attitude. And then, there's this um, songwriter who, who, who sang, everybody knows that anybody could do the important things that somebody should do. Everybody knows that everybody could do all the good things that nobody did. Mm. The government would have to begin to specifically hold people responsible and accountable. If you are supposed to be in charge of security and we find out that there's a breach of security that you cannot explain, heads should roll. If someone is the chief executive of a state and he has someone in charge of security and there's a failure or a breach of security and he cannot explain, we should see him answer for it. If someone is supposed to watch over a poultry and we find out that our chickens in the poultry are getting missing, then we should hold someone responsible, and if he's not able to respond to that, head should roll. Now, unless we become directly accountable to entire people. Now, accountability is both uh, up, down, and then down, up. The government must be accountable to the people. The people must also be accountable to the government. It's a two-way traffic. So with these, I'm sure peace is is not a mirage. Peace is attainable. Nigeria is capable of sustaining, you know, attaining peace and sustaining it. Mm-hmm. Plato said is capable of sus- attaining peace and sustaining it, but we need to become sincere to ourselves mm-hmm. at all levels, whether we're in government or whether we're not in government, the leaders and the led, we all need to become sincere and let's talk about these issues the way they are. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to have investigations, let the people responsible for investigation do that dutifully and professionally. Mm. By the time we have prosecution ongoing, let us have that also engaged professionally. By the time we have the law enforcement agencies becoming sincere, and people also becoming sincere, and the government with the willpower also becoming sincere, then we have everything covered up, and there will be no further breach of peace, even if there is not in the colossal uh, manner we have been recording on the plateau and Nigeria generally. Wow. It's been an amazing and insightful conversation today. Thank you so much, Honorable McCleary, for joining us once again. And um, I hope that whenever we ask for your, for your, whenever we call you again, you would, you would oblige us. Very well. It's my pleasure. Thank you so, so much. And please keep safe. Thank you so much. And keep safe too. Thank you. Well, you've heard it all, and um, the issue of state policing keeps coming up on the front burner. Do you think state policing can help mitigate the issue of security in Nigeria? I'd like to know your thoughts about that. And also, talking about intervention from another country, is that the way to go? What are your thoughts on this? Big thanks to Honorable McClary for 
obliging us his time to discuss about the issue of Plato's state and also giving us some insights into the whole situation of things and the f making us feel the pulse of the people. You know there is hardly any day now that you don't hear of one killing or kidnapping or something in this country. We can only just keep trusting God and please and please keep safe. He made mention of the issue of self-defense which I think citizens should begin to look at right now. And even people can come up with businesses from it, training people on how to defend themselves. It's been an amazing time with this series and um, I hope you learned something from it. Next week promises to bring a fresh new series and you don't want to miss it. So keep it a date with us but till then, keep well.